Welcome to the Grind is Ugly podcast where I'm your host Kyle Allen and today we're going to jump right into it. So Little Nas X is the one that came out with the, the song, you know, the horses, you know, take my house to the old town road and go ride till I can't no more. Right. And it is absolutely disgusting to me in the sense of you have people like he so basically he came out on Twitter and he says that he is homosexual and that he put a bunch of symbolism in all his music videos and he thought you can just tell that he was homosexual right or he was gay let me not <laughs> homosexual anyway anyway so he came out that he was gay right and all on Twitter who where I'm Listen, I'm like everybody else. I'm trying to figure out social media. What is the benefits? What are the negatives? What are we what are we really doing on them? Are we looking for validation? You know, I'm one of those people. I'm trying to figure out where social media is going to play a part of my life. Well, how is it going to play a part of my life? And um, and of course, I always hear people say things like, well, just down, just down, um, just um, delete it. Just get off it. And unfortunately, like everything else, it has become a habit. No one can just get off social media. I know we like to believe that, but it's called FOMO. Fear of missing out. (laughs) That's what it's called. And that's just the bottom line. Even if you're missing out on nothing, you just think, oh, well, what's being said on Twitter? Now, mind you, I'm a Twitter head. I love Twitter to death. But you're seeing a bunch of people. And mind you, I don't even follow Little Nas X. But because people are liking his stuff and somehow it's ending up on my timeline, right? So he comes out and says that he's gay on, I guess it was the last day of Pride Month. And immediately, unfortunately, I'm seeing majority of black males uh, and men that are constantly on his thing talking about, oh my God, that's what you meant by uh, ride till I can't no more and horses in the back. I'm like, at what point... Do people like, who cares? The man is gay. He likes penis. It's something that <laughs> I don't. He does. And I know, you know, that's hard for people, but it is what it is. And we're not, I know, let me say this one more time. We are not to judge anybody. Like, we really have no authority to judge anyone. Let me, let me say that one more time. We have no authority to judge anyone. Like what you did in your life doesn't mean that's what someone's going to do in theirs. Who think about how ignorant you have to be to tell another person like, yo, I know you say you do like this, but you really don't. It's like um, the person's going to look at you like, I don't even know you. So the entire time and and Nas X, I'm not saying he's a victim in this. I mean, he got to know, you know, you're a black male. Unfortunately, you know how the world is. They're going to definitely make jokes. I ain't saying you can't be jokes can't be made at gay people. I also think gay people need to lighten up. You can be joked on like the rest of us. Just because you're gay doesn't mean I can't make a joke about you. Sorry. And to me, you would want to be joked on if you want to be part of and, you know, you want to be accepted like nobody, like everybody else. Like, you get joked on. You got to get these jokes, too. So he's, you know, Lil Nas ain't taking it like all, you know, he's not in his feelings. He's like just telling people, hey, you know, that's not what the song meant, whatever. But I wanted to start with that because I'm aware that um, 
being Christian based that I am an anomaly amongst the world that I grew up in or live in. I just am. I don't believe in a lot of what they believe in. I don't see a, a lot of what, you know, people see, especially a black Christian is different than a white Christian. And and for those that have gone to a white church and those that have gone to a predominantly black church, there are clear differences. Very, very different. Right. And obviously, you know, you have people in the black church that will say that, you know, white wow is what they call it. Like white wow churches, you know, they accept anything and they just preach God's love and and his mercy and his grace. And and a lot of times in the black churches, they're like, we're not going to give you that watered down message. We're going to give you the real. You're going to burn. And and and, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. And there's a there's a judgment to God and all, and all that. Right. And all that may be true. But I, I want people to understand that you don't really know. And I know that's hard for people that have been in the faith for 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, five years. You don't know. You truly don't know. On one end, we say that God has a relationship with everybody. And on one end, we say there's a universal way that we all have to praise God, serve God, love God. So one end, it's a relationship. And on one end, you no, know, everyone has to do this. Which one is it going to be for people? Are you are you gonna say that it's a relationship? I, I that's the new trendy thing that you know the black church wants every it's all about your relationship. Okay, well, do you really believe that? Because if you really believe it's about relationship, then you would know my relationship with my kids aren't the same. What I do to Zoe, what I do to Kyle, what I do to Daniel are very different. Now there's fundamental things, just like they're in, in faith, love, respect, kindness, care. Those are fundamentals. Every kid gets that. But I handle all of them differently. I have a relationship different with every single kid. And it's the same with the God that I serve. My relationship has nothing to do with you. It just doesn't. And your relationship has nothing to do with me. So I'm tying in homosexuality. I'm tying in faith. I'm tired in the black church. I'm tired in race. I'm tying in all those things in one because essentially they all are one thing. If you love God if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you love, if you believe in heaven, you believe in hell, you believe in whatever. If you believe in the grass is going to re-manifest your life and you're going to become a caterpillar and then you're going to be eaten back and then you'll eventually be reborn. If you believe in whatever you believe in, there are fundamental things that we all must do. Be kind, be caring, love, appreciate, and try to just not be terrible human beings. Outside of that, that's all that you have no right to judge any man, period. None. Absolutely none. And let me be the first one to admit growing up in the church like I did, like many people do, especially if you're black, you've been at least once. You do get this superiority complex like like this morale you can be doing you can be having sex with as many girls as the person you're judging you can cuss just like the person you're judging you can uh be backbiting gossiping doing everything that the, the world is doing and yet somehow you feel like you're better because you believe in god quote unquote you go to church every sunday and you go to bible class too so that means hey i go to church every day of my natural life that means i'm better than you and I'm coming to tell y'all that doesn't at all. Uh, it means absolutely nothing. You can go to church every day of your life and still be the same gossiping person you were when you left the church or when you were in the church. And this isn't an indictment on church. This is a reality of church. This is a reality of the 
the world that church has brought. And when I consistently see, uh, I just saw on marketwatch.com, you can look at the article if you would like, that people that post about God on Facebook, majority of them have diabetes. And obviously this went into race. Obviously the majority of people, you know, they were talking about were black, young black people, older black people. And the correlation is obviously, you know, the more, the you know, you go to church, the more un unfortunately unhealthy you become. And as much as I would love for that to not be true, it is true. And so the point was the more, you know, the, the people that are posting about God the most, their health is the worst. Their lives are the worst. And obviously that's not the overall butter on all the bread. There's differences, but I'm going to be honest. Majority of people in the church aren't healthy. It's just a reality. Why? We have chicken dinners, rib dinners, fish fries. Uh, um, the culture of church is unhealthy. I think it was Chris Rock that said, um, we will go to the funeral and eat the same food that killed the person that's in the box. So yeah, he, we all know he died of congested heart failure, but we're going to go, uh, at the repast and we're going to eat fried fish, fried chicken. Well, let me be actually exactly what we're going to eat. We're going to eat some type of roast, uh, the pot green beans that come in the can. And then we're going to have rice peel off those bread rolls that are the most egregious, you know, those bread rolls that are like hard as bricks. And just have no character to them. They're just bread rolls. We're going to have those bread rolls. We're going to have the, the not the nutritious salad, the one that is cheap, the, the iceberg lettuce salad. And you're going to have a cake. And then you're going to have the church diabetes punch. And I don't know if I don't know if you've ever had church punch, but that is the most that is sweeter than any sweet tea in the South. It is diabetes. Liquid diabetes is what it is. So my point is. I believe that I can love the church, honor the church, but also know that's not where my bread is buttered. And that's not where my bread is buttered. And there is a point where as an adult, if you are, and this is my opinion, this is my opinion. When you are trying to be, become something more and you've grown up in a church, they will never let you be more than what they are. That's just a fact. If you have grown up in a church, they will never want you to really fly because it's not. And this is not a, this is this is my experience because a lot of times the dreams die in the church because ultimately they have to because everything that you want to be is the world. If you want to be something more, you know, you're going to be in the world. And, you know, be ye separated is what they say. And even though if you tell them, well, I believe you need to be separated, but I believe Jesus went and tried to heal everyone and serve everyone. And the reason he got crucified literally is because he broke all their traditional rules and values and laws. But that's not really being preached. What's being preached is the Old Testament where in reality, God, you know, he loved people, but he did a lot of destroying of people. And my points are, I believe in a church community. Just like I believe in the gym. Like I just came, I'm coming from the gym. I went there briefly, got what I needed and I left. When I leave, I'm not going to be going play by play of all the things I did in the gym or the gym isn't judging me. No one in the gym is like, oh yeah, you know, he said he lifted. Like that. we're not, it's you go, you leave. That's how I view church. It is not something that I'm going to dictate 
value and just determine my entire life in those four walls. And I love, I love my church people, but you also got to know sometimes love can be, love can turn into hate when the love was based on you never surpassing them. So I love you to death. As long as you just stay baby, stay the baby. I love you there, but don't ever in your life try to be anything more than that because we're going to shoot you down and we're going to shoot you up. And my point is, my people, is not to detour you from church. It's to actually encourage you to go to church. You will learn everything you can ever learn in life in a church, just like you will your job. There's negatives and positives on everything. The positive of the church is a great community. Uh, you have people that you will know forever, a sense of, you know, sometimes a place you can go, you know, if you need some type of counsel. But I implore you to get a relationship with God and read the Bible for yourself. What your parents, what your aunties, what your uncles, what your pastor, what your brothers taught you about church and your sisters and about God and about the Bible is not necessarily your path. So if you are on the verge of trying to figure out God or wanting to get into a church, do it, but do it for yourself. Let God show you. Don't let humans show you. Humans are going to show you flawed because we are all flawed. And don't judge church people on this morale, this moral compass and moral spectrum that is not realistic. Just because we go to church don't mean we don't have the same proclivities that other people do. There's porn in the church. There's drugs in the church. There's homosexuality in the church. There is lesbianism in the church. There is uh, fetishes in the church. There is pedophiles in the church. All those things are in there, just like they're everywhere. But we are admitting going to church, ultimately, that, hey, we really ain't nothing, and we're trying to get better. So hopefully that helps someone. Because uh, I'm, I, I always, the church falls because they try to be so perfect. Then people walk in the building and they go, none of you are perfect. I hate all of you. And they leave. If we can lead in a place of love as, as opposed of judgment, we'll actually get some people. Um, and millennials, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to say this based on my, what's going on with me personally. Let me be transparent. So you get your degree and mind you, I have to take one more class. Uh, some Beethoven class that I missed to take that I have to take now. So I have to take this this last class, Beethoven, something ignorant that's easy that will be done in a week, four weeks, and I can move on about my life. But um, you just realize the way the world is constructed is they definitely want you to be a rat race nine to five person. But there's nothing wrong with that as long as when you get off of your job, you're working at whatever, you're working to whatever you want. Like you get some enjoyment after the job. If you're one of those people that go to nine to five and go straight home and go to sleep, your life will become a ball of uh, mayonnaise. It'll just be a plain life. But young people, get in your jobs early and stay in them. And I know that goes against the cool Twitter entrepreneurs or what you see on Instagram. But let me tell you in the real world, you are not going to these jobs that they're posting. Many of them, they already have who they're going to hire. 
So when you go to these interviews, if they're if they're not entry level, entry level, you may have a chance. But when you're trying to get these sixty five, seventy five, hundred thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar, eighty thousand dollar, fifty five and up type jobs, when you go to these interviews, many times they already know who they're going to hire. They hire within the company, which doesn't that make sense? Most companies pride themselves on hiring within the company. So my advice to some of these you millennials, get a career, stay in it early. Imagine you get in a career at 24 by 48. And I know, I know it sounds crazy. I don't want to do that for 20 years, man. By 48, if you do right and you stay in good health, 40s, you can ball out, ball out, move up, move up. But when you just trying to chase these entrepreneur dreams that in reality, this is my thing on entrepreneurship. If you know you're giving it your all, you know, you're all in, go for it. But if you know you're really not all in, but you do it half the time, but you're one of those people that I just don't want to work, you might want to ask yourself, are you just lazy? Are you, are you, are you just lazy? Like, is your, you calling yourself an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur or are you lazy? Ask yourself that. Last thing, last thing, my people, I truly want. I truly want to say this. Uh, I'm appreciative of life. Every day I wake up, I really believe that like it's going to be, I don't know why this is, but I truly believe today's the day I'm going to change my life. I, I really believe every morning I wake up, like the first thought is, man, man, today might be the day that I get the call or something happens good. I'm always thinking like that because I wake up and you're like, man, I have another day to make something happen today. You know, I don't I don't take that for granted. And elders out there and young people be be patient with your elders. This world is changing very quickly. And a lot of elders are finding themselves priced out or they're unwilling to 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 change with the world and they're just getting axed. And what you find is similar to basketball. A lot of the older players hate the fact that the young players are getting paid as much so much. You you have to be patient with the elders because sometimes they just will be hateful because they're just mad. And they'll give you bad advice. And that bad advice is because of a lot of sometimes fears and insecurities that they have and things they never did, they want you to never do. Like, it never worked out for me, so it's not gonna work for you. Or that's not how it works. And you have to always ask yourself, young people, how do they know how it works when the world is completely different than it was 20 years ago? And then the world's gonna be completely different in five years. So it goes both ways. Elders, you really don't know how the world is moving because a lot of times y'all don't care to learn about the new world. And millennials, y'all don't ever listen to elders even though sometimes they do know what they're talking about. So we constantly have people that won't listen. But if there's one thing I want to say to the elders, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know everything. And your way is not the only way to survive or to thrive. It just isn't. And sometimes old people, elderly people, don't want to relinquish their positions. So they'll never let you move up. They'll never help you move up. And, and you'll wonder why you can't ever move up. And if you look down the line, it's usually some 50, 60, 70 year old person that won't let you move up. Because the way they look at it is, why would I let you move up? You're a younger me, especially, this is, this is a key. 
Don't ever give all your nuggets to people that are ahead of you. If they feel like they're intimidated by you, that doesn't mean dim your light. It just means show your light to the right people. Because sometimes you'll you'll show your light to the wrong person and he'll keep you in that, that job for the next 10 years. It's a fact. And for those that work jobs, you know what I'm talking about. People will, hey, what you got going on? You'll tell them because you're like, man, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. And they'll go and tell the three people that are hating on you. Or they're like, hey, man, you know, I heard he's trying to do this. Then that person goes to that person like, oh, man, I don't know why. Why would he want to do that? Why would she want to do that? And then the hate can, the hate goes on. My point is, be realistic of life, but shoot for the fences. But be realistic. And I know that that word realistic isn't cute and it's not social media trendy. But in reality, life, you have to be realistic and shoot for the dreams. Google has a moonshot division. The moonshot division literally is to create things that don't exist. It's to shoot for the moon, right? But Google also has Google. They also have millions of other companies. That is their base. That's their realistic part, right? That's them saying, hey, we know we need the money to flow. So let's get the money to flow. But hey, this department over here, hey, y'all don't y'all don't worry about reality. Y'all shoot for the moon. Be like Google. Have your moonshot division, but make sure you have a Google.com. This is the Grinders Ugly Podcast, where I am your humble host. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for rating this podcast. Um, I love, I love doing this podcast. It has changed my life. It allows me to look at things differently in life because I'm trying to report back to y'all. So if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Um, Thank you for listening. This one's a little long, but I I had a lot to say. Thank you for listening to the Grinders Ugly Podcast, where I'm your humble host, Kyle Allen, TGIU. Six months left in the year. Let's make it count. Let's get it.